what if living your best self and your ideal life was your religion, your God? Welcome to the Church of Awesome, a podcast dedicated to the principles of living an awesome life. Welcome to the Church of Awesome podcast. I am your catalyst of transformation, Brett Dupree. This has been an interesting time, and I don't know where that saying came from. May you live in interesting times. But as a Gen Xer myself, I grew up in this world where we had nothing really to rebel against, and that is pretty much who we are, are people who want to fight a system that we know is wrong, but didn't seem to be super wrong. And that's a lot of it's because we didn't have social media to tell us everything and have people really show us hands down and really put everything out there in such a way that is changing the world. I mean, it's a double-edged sword. But today we're going to be talking about, some of it is racism because this is June 21st, so happy solstice for one of yesterday. And right now we are going through a revolution of some kind. Will this be one that starts and then peters out like all the ones in the past? Or will this one stay and create long-lasting change? This does create this situation where people have a lot of time on their hands and are able to consume a lot of media and a lot of people are doing what they can to be what they like to call themselves anti-racist. That is not good enough just to be not racist, that we must change the system to bring more equality for all of us. Because I truly believe if you keep any part of our people down, you are reducing society and making it worse. But this is not about racism. This idea was sparked by this idea of racism that exists, this thing that I see over and 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 over again. This idea that I'm not racist. I say this racist thing. I do this racist thing. You caught me on, but that's not me. I'm not racist. There's almost this idea that the being perceived as being a racist or being racist is worse than acting and doing racist acts. That we have this idea of what is a racist. And a lot of times it's a cartoon racist person. When I say a cartoon, I mean someone who lives the embodiment of racism. When you see somebody on TV and as, you know, Bill Burr has a funny stand-up act where he talks about one of those movies where there's just always that cartoon racist who's like, get out of the pool! And then just yells at, you know, the black people just wanting to swim. But the reality is, is most people aren't that racist. In fact, we live in a society where we have this certain segment of racists that are rebranding themselves as a kinder, gentler racist. And thus, that is what, honestly, that's what, if I know this is a left wing, but that is what the alt-right is. It's a racist organization that works on not displaying themselves as racist, but trying to display themselves as reasonable. And the way they display themselves as reasonable is they get to say, all the racist things, but they use nicer generalized words and dog whistles that they get to say, oh, you're just being a leftist crazy person for saying this obvious dog whistle, such as blaming George Soros, who is 
obviously a anti-Semitic dog whistle because the way racism works is you need a master class of sneaky people who fund the lower races because they can't do things on their own. But I set this up because this idea of I'm not racist. I've seen this over and over again by somebody who posted on their social media to one of their friends. I didn't comment because I would have laid into them where they posted a video on, on how Black Lives Matter is ridiculous. But then they said, but I'm not racist. Really? And I see this a lot, especially the people who go on those videos, go on tirades and say the N-word over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And then they'll come out with an apology and say, that's not me. I'm not racist. But here's the thing. Yes, you are. And just like Avenue Q said, everybody is a little bit racist in a certain way. Everyone has some bigoted thoughts. Everybody does, including me. I know mine. I've been working on my thoughts a lot, especially through the gay LGBTQ community. I've been working on a lot of deprogramming there. But at the same time, even against black people, and I'm half black, I know I have some just ideas in the back of my head that come out, and I know they're not good. And it's not about not being racist is not the issue. The thing is, is what you do with it and how you react and how you treat people. Because the idea is not, for instance, just take the all lives matter people. Those people are saying all lives matter to people who are saying black lives matter. And they're saying they're not racist. They're more inclusive. But number one, it's stupid because black is a subset of all. So if I say black lives matter, I'm not saying all lives don't matter. I'm saying black lives matter as well. And even screaming all lives matter. Well, why would you have a problem for me saying black lives matter? You wouldn't go to a cancer walk and say all diseases matter. What about MS, you selfish SOBs? That's ridiculous. We want to save all people. But a lot of times we do not want to look at ourselves. I've had this conversation with many people, including my mom, which I believe I talked about a while ago, which is there's a part of us that don't want to feel like we are bad people. And if we give ourselves one of these labels, then that means we are bad. And that means there's nothing we can do about it. And here at the Church of Awesome, I am here to say that is wrong. Not only does recognizing that aspect of you is beneficial, it allows you to do something about it. If you think of yourself as not racist, that means you will not spend the time to analyze your thoughts, to analyze your beliefs, to go in yourself and figure out if you are not racist. You will just cut off all self-inquiry. What this is like, imagine you have a house and in the corner you have mold. See, there's many things you can do. Having mold is not good. It can cause a lot of damage to yourself, especially if you leave it there. And let's say the mold represents racism, if you will. It just represents those racist thoughts and beliefs that you hold dear. And a lot of them can come out when someone says defund the police. When a lot of police procedures are based on racism. A lot of them are. And we need a fundamental change with modern sensibilities and kind of root out all these issues that we have that cause more damage to society than not or we can just paint over that mold and 
that's what it is when we say, I am not racist, blah, 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 here's my racist thing I say, but I'm not racist. What you're saying is, I don't want to deal with my problems now. I don't want to deal with this issue that hurts me and other people. I just want to paint over it. And just like mold, that mold will fester. And as you say and do more things and get more mad at these people who just want their own rights, it will fester to the point where it'll start harming you and you'll get angrier and angrier and angrier. And that's how people slip into racism as they decide not to really look at themselves and see the racist elements within them. And I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. I know I have them as well. I created this story when I was in high school. It's something I'm very ashamed of when I think about it. But I was indoctrinated by Dare, I believe I talked about this before, of creating this idea of the drug dome. And the drug dome, all the drug addicts would go in and then explode, killing them all. And that was like one of my high school ideas of getting rid of all drug addicts. But here's the thing. In my mind, it was mostly Mexicans. I specifically put that in the story. And that is freaking racist. Somewhere in my mind, I had it perfectly reasonable to look at people from Mexico and think of them as lesser. In fact, a lot of it was my grandma that really helped me with my ideas about Mexicans that I had growing up. Because I bought into a lot of that ideology on how people from Mexico are coming here, taking their jeeps, being drug addicts, and because they're immigrants and they're not immigrating into our society. I mean, I was I was educated in our public education system, and one thing they teach in our public education system is conformity. And the issue of having of not having is conform not having conformity is an issue. I remember learning about the Trail of Tears, the Native Americans who were transported from, I believe it was, I forgot where, but it was to Oklahoma, which was that Indian territory before we took it over because they were a thriving community, but I believe they found gold it was there and they decided to move them. They sued. They won, but Andrew Jackson, being a huge racist and should not be on the $20 bill, said if the Supreme Court makes that ruling, they can enforce it and forcibly moved all these people. And I remember thinking to myself, how sad it was that these Native Americans who are doing everything right and assimilating into American society were then taken off their land and moved somewhere else. When problem was them having to assimilate anyway. It was a tragedy from beginning to end, not because of that. And that's mostly something looking back, thinking about my colonialized mind. And my grandma used to tell me stories on how these People from Mexico would come up, be amazing at their job of apple picking. One thing, my grandparents were poor and they would do odd jobs to make money. And she was talking about how it took the time it took her and her family to do one apple tree of picking it. The Mexicans or the people, they're probably not all Mexicans, but you know, all the people from South America would finish an entire row and they were just really good. And then the before at the end before to pay before having to pay these people out who were making a lot less money than minimum wage the farmers would call the fbi or whoever in charge home the whatever version of homeland security was to have them deported so they could miss that final paycheck of paying them per bushel that they picked and just listening to stories like that and trying to be getting a better understanding i had to look at myself and notice those racist aspects of myself. 
And instead of painting over my mold of racism in my body that will fester, I always decide to work on things because the more you look within yourself and find the aspects of yourself that do not serve you, that are not right, the more you can work on them. Read the literature. There's so much literature out there. I don't need to ask a Mexican or any person from South America who comes up here to pick apples and such. I, there's plenty of literature out there that talks about the plights of Southern Americans. And you can read about Guatemala, what happened there, and how our desire to destroy communism and socialism pretty much put in a dictator and pretty much did a scorched earth on that area, which causes a lot of the migration that is happening now of people seeking asylum, trying to escape the violence. And it's the recognition of that that needs to happen. I will never say I am not racist, or I might say it because I make mistakes, but I will say I do my best to remove my bigoted and racist thoughts because I am racist. I am bigoted. There are certain aspects of myself that I am not proud of, but I don't have to be that way. There's an old saying that a leopard doesn't change its spots, but that saying is wrong. A leopard can change its spots as a metaphor, if it wants to, if it desires to. You can't force a person to change. But if you are willing to change and question who you are and what you believe, you can clean your mold. And then you can make sure that doesn't fester within you and cause a lot of damage. Because that's what it does. Hatred, bigotry, prejudice. That hurts you. That cuts you off from humanity. That cuts you off from people. That cuts you off from the love that is within your heart. See, love is not covering up the mold, painting over yourself. And it doesn't matter if you're spiritual or not. Spiritual people are amazing at covering up their mold. The only difference between a spiritual person and a normal person is a spiritual person will use flowery language like perspective or I believe you say that, but we all love blah, 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 blah. A spiritual all lives matter, if you will. But the reality is they are doing spiritual bypassing as well. They are just painting over their mold. They're just using cream instead of eggshell. I don't know different shades of white. It surprises me that there are different shades of white when it comes to painting. But you know what I mean. They're just using a different kind of paint. I've seen this a lot. I saw this video of this person talking about how people aren't free to think and she puts something out there but then people hand her and she calls it garbage of how they should think like her but all she's saying is oh they shouldn't make me think like them i should make them think like me because i'm right because i see truth truth is such a way of people utilizing this as well this idea of truth that they see this divine plan and this divine plan is doing nothing but shielding them from the reality of themselves which is, yes, they are prejudiced, yes, they are racist, yes, they are bigoted, because in a way, we all are. And it's when we work on ourselves and become anti-that, anti-racist, anti-bigoted within ourselves, and utilize the love in our heart to do the education we need to change the thoughts that we have, and open ourselves up to new perspectives. Because all of us want to live our best life. And this is not for me saying we should be tolerant to the intolerant. That is just BS. And I'd be perfectly happy to say that I am intolerant to intolerance. I am bigoted against racism. And I don't think that is hypocritical at all. Because while those parts are a part of me, 
and a part of all of us that doesn't have to be a part we like. It's a choice. Every day we choose that. You're not born a racist. You're born black. You're born trans. You're born bi. Based off things in your head and not an expert. But those are things you're born. They're not choice. Who you are is a choice. And I invite you to make the choice to always confront the part of yourselves that you don't like. And it's up to you to make a choice if that's something you're willing to live with or is it time to clean up your mold and then find ways of doing it. Do a Google search. If you're on Facebook, ask your Facebook friends just on a wide post of how can I work on these thoughts? What books do you recommend? What movies do you recommend? Go online. There are a lot of people out there who work specifically on this. Find them. Read their books. Figure it out. The more you work on yourself and clean that part, the more you could help others as well. And more your heart will open. True love is embracing every aspect of yourself, especially the parts you don't like. And we can truly embrace those and then work on increasing your heart capacity by letting going of those racist, bigoted thoughts and learning how to deal with them when they do come back up because so many are ingrained due to the fact that society is cisgender white normative is just the way it is for the longest time so we can work on that and thus help us all and when we help us all a rising tide raises all ships and the more that we embrace each other for who we are and love each other for who we are and work on bringing us all together the better our society will be because that is what joyous expansion is that's what being awesome is being awesome is embracing our humanity because when we live up to our best we can do almost anything. We can go to the moon with a computer that is worse than this phone by a lot. That's what humanity can do when we work together, when we truly embrace each other. And yes, there's a lot of people out there who don't want that because it makes them money. But if we can make it to the point where those people make their money on us coming together and we truly embrace that, we can create a world that works for a vast majority of us, for most of us, where we can truly embrace love and truly embrace caring. And the only way we can do that is if we clean our mold and embrace love. I am Brett Dupree, Callous of Transformation of the Church of Awesome, reminding you once again, be love, be joy, be awesome. For more information about the Church of Awesome, check out thechurchofawesome.com. The Church of Awesome is recorded live 8 a.m. Pacific Time at the Church of Awesome Facebook group. Now go out and live an awesome life.